Welcome to Life Study of the Bible with Witness Lee, a program brought to you by Living Stream Ministry. Witness Lee, a servant of the Lord for over seven decades on five continents, culminated his ministry with a 21-year, book-by-book exposition of the entire Bible, which he called a life study. This life study is the basis of our program today, which includes short portions of the spoken messages given by Witness Lee. Now, let's join today's life study. Once again, Francis Ball has joined us to fellowship about our life study of Genesis, and today's study brings us to chapter 29, a very interesting chapter in Jacob's life. Francis, I'd like to welcome you back to Life Study. Thank you very much. I'm glad to be here with the Life Study. For the benefit of all of our listeners, Francis, I wonder today if you'd give us a short review of the story of Jacob, including the main characters that appear in this portion of Genesis. Well, we've come now quite a ways with Jacob, and by this time he's left home and he's on a journey to go to his uh, uncle Laban. Uh, His mother has worked out a lot of details here for him to get away from his brother, who was kind of a threat to him, even to his life. But the mother has, I would say, manipulated the situation to get her favorite son free from uh, Esau's threats and arranged for him to go back to the land of her family, particularly to her brother's place, to find a wife from their own kindred. So he left. He's on his way now in uh, chapter 29. And he gets right to the place where there's a well, and there's a lot of uh, cattle keepers and shepherds there, and they're waiting to water their flocks. And he asked them, Do you know Laban? That's his uncle. They said, Yeah, we know him. His daughter now is coming to water the sheep. So uh, this interesting story brings these two together in a very uh, romantic way, I would say. He sees her, and he's been on a long, um, lonesome trip. Uh, It seemed like immediately he fell in love with her. And then uh, she went home and told her father Laban. He went quickly out and after a little bit began to make a deal with him. Uh, Laban proves to be quite a a clever operator. So he makes a deal for uh, Jacob to to labor there with him. He says, what do you want for your wages? He said, well, I'll work seven years for your younger daughter, Rachel. That goes by quickly because he loves her. But uh, Laban, instead of giving him Rachel, gives him Leah, the oldest daughter, because he said it's not the custom in our country to let the younger one marry first. So he tricks Jacob, actually. And then before you get to the end of this chapter, he's had to work another seven years to get Rachel. These are all very interesting accounts and even listing uh, how Jacob is put into such a situation, which I believe Witness Lee calls an oven or a transformation room. This is all something worked out to gain Jacob by Uh, putting him through such a transformation to make him another person. Thank you, Francis. We have an interesting story on the surface, and beneath the surface we have transformation. Let's join Witness Lee with our life study. In reading all these records in Genesis, we have to keep deeply in our being that the whole Bible is the word of life. We shouldn't consider the stories in the Bible just as mere stories. We must look to the Lord 
that he would show us the life in all the stories. As we have pointed out a few times already, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, plus Joseph, shouldn't be considered as four separate individuals as far as the experience of life is concerned. In the experience of life, these four persons are one complete unit. As we have mentioned quite a number of times, in Abraham, you can see God's calling. And you can see justification by faith. And you can see the living by faith. And you can see the fellowship with God. But we know in the experience of life, there are not only these four main things. All the sins of God are intended to be kings. In Abraham, you couldn't see the kingship. In Isaac, no. Even in Jacob, by himself, you cannot see the kingship. And the kingship is clearly revealed in Joseph. By that time, the whole world was under the reign of Pharaoh, yet Pharaoh was just a figure. You may consider Pharaoh as just a figurehead. The real ruler by that time of the whole earth was Joseph. This is quite clear. Another thing, in Abraham, you cannot see God dealing that much. And in Isaac, I would say, nearly no dealing. Whatever Isaac did, God never dealt with him. I tell you, this tells us clearly that Isaac doesn't represent the life dealt with by God. Who represents the life dealt with by God? Jacob. I tell you, Jacob step after step. In every step, God didn't let him go. God put all his fingers upon him. Sometimes, little finger, sometimes, <laughs> God never, you read the story, God never let Jacob go. From chapter 29, Jacob was really put into the transformation room. I shouldn't say the surgery room, the operation room, but I surely can say, my, in Laban's home, Jacob was in the transformation room. Firstly, as we have seen last time, those three wonderful persons working together. We have seen Isaac as the father. So simple. So uh, easy going. So much, not lack to exercise his discernment. Just easy going. Just like this. Whatever. Whatever. This is the disposition and the character of the father. And Rebecca, as the mother, was so clever. So ingenious. My goodness. She was a strong mother and a strong wife. She manipulated the whole family. Such a mother 
with that kind of father, surely wonderful things will happen. <laughs> This is not all. Oh, Esau, the brother, he didn't have a mind. But he was so strong physically. You cheat me, I don't care, I beat you. <laughs> I don't know how to exercise my mind, but I do know how to exercise my fist. You had these three persons together that formed a team to chase away Jacob. Jacob was forced to escape, to leave his loving mother, and to leave that wonderful father's home. He was forced to do so. Well, listen to this. That was just a start to bring you into the school, the school of transformation. Francis, in these current studies concerning Jacob, we often use the phrase, God's dealing with Jacob. And this seems to have a negative sound to it. Doesn't God want to bless us and give us grace? And if so, why then would he want to deal with us? Well, we have to remember, when he created man, he had a plan and a purpose. And there is an enemy who came in to frustrate God's plan and purpose and damaged mankind. Ever since Adam's fall, there's been a damage to mankind, but God's purpose still will be fulfilled. To use this term, deal with us, should not, if we see God's purpose, have such a negative connotation. Because in order for God to get his purpose, he is recovering among men ones that will be for his purpose. He has chosen some and ordained some that they would be fully for his purpose, to accomplish his will on the earth. But in order to do that, we need a lot of transforming work. It's wonderful when we get regenerated by receiving the Lord Jesus Christ. And in this day, we do believe and realize that we've received Christ, therefore this manifests that we're chosen of him. But that's not the end of the story. There's a long ways to go before we can really be those that fulfill God's purpose. And even in this picture with Jacob, it's the same. He was called of God. He was chosen by God. And we've seen already how he went through so many experiences. But God's intention is to fully gain him for himself and to really work in Jacob all his desire and all his will. And this takes some dealings to see that he's going through these kind of experiences that are pictured for us today helps us to realize that if we're to be for God, then that means we can't be for God's enemy. And we've been infused and affected and influenced by God's enemy, Satan, not only outwardly in our environment, but inwardly in our being. So it takes a lot of transforming work to make us what God wants for his purpose. Thank you, Francis. Let's rejoin Witness Lee with more of today's life study. We all have to see how God's sovereign hand is there. Jacob loved Rachel, but God was sovereign to keep Rachel away. For Leah, Jacob didn't labor one day. Leah was a free gift, an addition. Jacob 
labored fourteen years for Rachel, and God gave him not only Rachel plus an addition, Leah. Your preference always casts you a deal. God would let you. God would let you have your preference, but you have to pay the price because. In the price is the real dealing. Plus, to your preference, God would give you an addition. Jacob, do you love Rachel? Okay, I will give you. Yet you have to pay the price, the high price, fourteen years. And I would give you an addition. That addition is of my. You all have to realize Rachel was not the wife of Jacob according to God's will. That was the wife according to his choice, according to his preference. The wife that was according to God's concept, God's will, was not Rachel but Leah. How can I say this? Because in chapter forty-nine, you could see Abraham and. Sarah were buried in that wonderful cave, the cave of Machpelah. Then Isaac and Rebekah were all buried there, and eventually, not Rachel but Leah was buried there. God is consistent. In God's eyes, one husband, one wife, and who among the four was the real wife to Jacob? Not Rachel, but Leah. Rachel was not buried together with Jacob in the cave of their fathers, but Leah. God is consistent. You recognize that as a wife, but God said no. No, that was not a wife. That was your preference. I let you have your preference, but I will give you a lot of lessons. In addition to all these lessons, I give you an addition, a plus. That is the real wife. God is sovereign. You have your choice. You may have. Don't say, "Oh, I heard some teachings in this way." Don't have your choice. God would never let have your let you have your choice. I don't believe this kind of teaching. Rather, God would let you have your choice, but listen to this: in having your choice, a lot of transformation. Firstly, you have to labor fourteen years. Do you have your preference? Yes. Okay. Are you ready to labor fourteen years? Francis, there is some real light in this section: God's choice for Jacob and Jacob's preference. Would you comment on the point that? God will let us have our own preference, but usually, this becomes a major factor in what God uses for our transformation. Yes, I think we've seen in Jacob's case that God would let him have his choice. His choice was Rachel, as we saw, but God's purpose, God's intention, was for him to have Leah as his wife. And this is really a complicated situation, but this is in the Bible. And this shows us a lot of lessons regarding God's dealing with man and regarding God's purpose for man. So we can't say, as some do, that God never gives us our choice. God does give us our choice, but He has a way of working things out 
for his purpose in the end. And so in Jacob's case, Jacob's choice was Rachel. But God's intention was for Leah to be Jacob's wife. So he added something to him. And we can tell from our own experience, we may get our choice, but for God to work out his purpose and his choice, we see he takes a lot of steps and we may suffer a lot of uh, experiences in order for God to get his way. We just need to remember that the whole reason for our being on this earth is for God's purpose, God's expression, and for God's having his fulfillment of his economy. Thank you, Francis. We have a wonderful conclusion ahead. Let's join Witness Lee with that conclusion. Not only this, you read the two wives, later we will see, were competing in bringing children. That was a real oven to Jacob. Listen to this. Not only the two daughters of Laban, but also their two maids. This is all together due to what? Due to Jacob's preference. That was the cause of all the complications. But after all, we all have to worship God. God is sovereign. Listen to this. He didn't love Leah, but God gave one boy, another boy, another boy, all together, four boys, to this one wife. My, Leah was hated, yet Leah was in favor in God's eyes. Then Rachel said, "Uh uh-huh, I cannot bear child, but I have a maid. Let this maid do something for me. So Rachel was the first to propose to give the maid to the husband. And she did. And God was sovereign in this matter. Yes, God did give two sons. Two sons were given to Rachel's maid, Bila. Then when Leah saw this, you can give your maid to him. Why can't I? Let me do it. Then Leah gave her maid to Jacob. And God's sovereignty allowed Leah's maid to bring forth another two sons. Then Leah was still not satisfied. She prayed. And God heard her prayer. And God gave her another two sons. Thus far, Rachel didn't get any child. After about eight years, Joseph was born. Joseph means addition. Adding. That means, uh, Rachel says, I want God to give me another child. God would add another son to me. And this desire was fulfilled six years later when Benjamin was born. And you all have to know the way Benjamin was born. It was a hard delivery which cost the mother's life. In other words, Rachel brought forth the second son in death. So she called her second son Benoi. That means what? The son of my sorrow. But Jacob called the boy Benjamin, which means the son of the right hind. 
And in Babel, this sin was a type of Christ. Firstly, Christ was Benoit, the son of sorrows. Eventually, he became Benjamin, the son at the right hand of God. Well, to this point, Rachel got two sons, but she lost her life. And Jacob got the last beloved son at the cost of his beloved wife. Surely he loved Rachel, Joseph, and Benjamin, but he lost his dear wife. You see the point? God never allowed Jacob to have a dear wife with all his dear sons. Later on, in the following chapter, we will see how much suffering Jacob had over these two sons, Joseph and Benjamin. I could nearly say that Jacob didn't have any suffering over other sons. His sufferings were mostly of these two sons, their sons, Joseph and Benjamin. Up to this point, we all can see God's sovereign hand was there. I hope that all these could be clear to all of us. Am I right? It's really meaningful to read such a story. And it's really helpful when we get into the real significance of life in all such a record. Hallelujah. Don't think this is too long, two chapters and so forth. I tell you, my nourishment from such a record. The more you get into it, the more you realize this is exactly your record. This is exactly my record. And the record in God's eyes concerning all of us is exactly the same as the record of Jacob. We are today's Jacobs. And we are under God's hand. And he is never wrong. He is now doing his transforming work. Send him for his hand. And send him for his transforming work. And we all are under it. Regardless, regardless of what situation, environment, circumstances, we all have to realize we are under His transforming hand. Francis, shouldn't this give us a certain amount of comfort to know that all of our complicated situations are according to God's sovereign hand for the purpose of our transformation? That's a very good uh, uh, recognition of what has been presented to us. It does give us a lot of comfort. I think we can all say who have been under God's hand and God's grace and God's dealings that we really are comforted to know that God has a way of working out his eternal purpose and all of our complicated situations are under his sovereign hand. I can say personally There have been a lot of complications in my Christian life, but I'm comforted to know and really encouraged to know that God is working all these things like he said. All things work together for good. That means God's purpose for those who love God and who are the called according to his purpose. So our main goal 
not our comfort, but God's purpose. Thank you for your helpful fellowship today, Francis. I've enjoyed it. Thank you. You have been listening to the Life Study of Genesis with Witness Lee. If you would like more information about this program, then please call 1-888-LIFE-STUDY. That's 888-543-3788. Or write to Living Stream Ministry, Post Office Box 2121, Anaheim, California, 92814. You can also send us email at radio at lsm.org. For a free download of this program, or to find more information, visit us online at lsm.org. If you've enjoyed what you've heard from this Life Study of Genesis, then we encourage you to freely distribute this program. It's available in MP3 format. Again, it can be downloaded from lsm.org free of charge.